1: What's going on everybody welcome to another edition of the first and 10 podcast right here on the blogging the boys podcast network your host of course Dave Sturgio and to the premier writers of bloggingtheboys.com. Aiden Davis Tony Catalina fellas fellas This is like bear with me here as my as I try to control my excitement but as people are watching and listening or whatever however they're consuming this content. Um. You got to feel it because it's game week. It's week one. It's we're here. We made it. We made it through the dog days of summer. Somehow, some way, we made it through the the not like nothing happening. I'm talking like free agency was over. The draft was over. We had nothing to talk about. It was time to make predictions back in July and June. So we're here, Aiden, your first knee jerk reaction to knowing that as people are listening to this, we are literally previewing week one.
2: Well, here's my thing. Every year before the season starts, like. It starts sinking in like that, probably the Wednesday before that first Thursday night football game, I'm playing all the like the NFL network, the CBS, the Fox, like those theme songs. I'm just playing them <laughs> while I work just because it gets me excited. I'm watching hype videos, but like right now it still doesn't feel like the season's quote unquote starting yet because I don't, it just feels like it came too quickly, but man, I'm ready.
1: Just wait until we get that first loss, then you'll feel it. <laughs> 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 Tony, how are we feeling, bro? Week one is here, man. We're a couple weeks away from actually linking up for the, the Monday night football game in MetLife Stadium. But before we get there, we got a couple games to handle first. How you feeling about this new season, dude?
3: I'm excited, man. It's at that point in time where we've kind of we've discussed the positives and the negatives of the offseason, but now it's now we're so damn close. I'm just ready to ready for some football. I mean, we're gonna analyze it, give you guys some good coverage, obviously, all year round. But it, it's tough to to sit here and say I'm not excited as a fan, man. I'm ready to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the the long wait is over. Um, now just so everybody's aware, and you can go back. I mean, look, there's a new. Uh, Podcast on this feed every day so it'll be a little bit of scrolling time but you can go back to our way too early predictions to make sure and to check us to make sure that we're not wrong here but once upon a time we had the Dallas Cowboys me and Tony at least had the Dallas Cowboys the 2022 Dallas Cowboys duplicating last year's result with 12 and 5 and an obviously an NFC East win Aiden Davis you know he's a little skeptical here he wants to go one less he was he was 11 and 6 again what?
2: I think I was 10 and seven now that I'm thinking
3: about Holy it. hell, you were two mm. games off
2: of us 10 and seven, but we still win the NFC. So I think was my final. Okay. Game. All right.
1: Well, I feel I guess-
3: like that's bold the way people feel about the Eagles right now. <laughs> oh,
1: dude, you would think the Eagles won the whole damn thing already, bro. Like, <laughs> I am so sick and tired of hearing how they're praising the front office because of all these moves. Like, first of all, you got rid of a problem in Jalen Rager. So, yeah. Kudos to you guys, you know, and I can't wait till he, to see him flourish with a quarterback over in Minnesota. By the way, um, and and, and then like they make a couple signings and a trade here and there. It's like, oh, okay, great, but like show me, you know, show me this stuff. Like, don't don't sit there and crown you guys already. You're gonna make me pull a Dennis Green and just start losing my mind. Like, you want to crown him? Crown him then. You know what I mean? Because they're not <laughs> the NFC East champions, not yet at least. Uh, but anyway. Let's break down the schedule one more again, right? Let's go through, like, you know, the quarters of the season. There's four quarters in a season. Uh, we're well, now at the 17th game. That's that's a little extra. But in you know, all in all, we had the Cowboys having a successful season. Now, before we drop into the games itself, and at the end of this episode, we're literally going to make a game pick for week one, which, again, is crazy for me to even say because it's like we're here. But, like, Aiden, Um, from from this entire offseason, you know, you're going into a Cowboys season now where – rumors are and look as people listen to this it's monday morning so we still don't know or as of right now we're recording this on sunday night we still don't know the future of jason peters that seems to be going in the right direction but you know how the cowboys operate if this is if they're dragging their feet here we might not see peters week one and i'm assuming he he's not going to be ready anyway you know what i mean like he has to get acclimated and stuff so he's probably going to miss week one regardless but what's your feel right now heading into week one i mean. Are you confident that they did enough to compete in the NFC East still with the, you know, the commanders, they made some nice picks and the giants are, you know, whatever they're on the come up, I guess you could say that with a new regime. And then you got the Eagles making all these splashes uh, within the last couple of weeks. Are you as confident as you were, like you picked them at 10 and seven, but you said they're going to win the NFC East. Do you still feel that way?
2: I'm not as confident and. I, it's just the offensive line is really getting in my head. I saw the 2020 season where I, I get it. It was Andy Dalton in that backfield, but that offensive line was bad when Tyron Smith went down. Obviously you had Zach Martin out as well, but that was a difficult season to watch. And I'm just starting to get flashbacks of that in my head, thinking about what will Dak be able to do with that this year? So I'm not giving out giving up hope on the season yet. I definitely still think there are a lot of positives but I, I think my optimism has decreased over these last few weeks.
1: You're tempering your expectations. I get it, uh, Tony. Now you're going into this season. Uh, obviously, when we made our predictions, let's keep this in mind. We had Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith was our starting left tackle, and I believe we even drafted Tyler Smith already. So, our, like, it wasn't that far long ago where we're, I think it was like right after the draft. We're like, all right, what does this team look like right now? Um, clearly, Tyron Smith being out for the rest of the year, or that's what i think person that's just an opinion piece but like i just i find it hard pressed that a, you tear a hamstring off the bone and you're that big it's just very hard for me to think that Tyron Smith's going to be in the in the uh in the left tackle spot uh, but like what's your now your knee jerk reaction to this to this 2022 Dallas Cowboys
3: team you know when it comes to looking at the way it breaks down, right? Obviously the things losing Tyron Smith affects the way you look at the team, but ultimately the NFL is a funny business, man. So it's like, you can sit here and say, you know, Tyron Smith could equal the two losses or two additional losses, whatever, however you want to, you know, put a metric on it. But ultimately, um, you know, there's a little bit of pessimism when it comes to it because of that injury. But if they come in with Jason Peters and obviously Jason Peters is not Tyron Smith, but I think this team is going to have to move forward, with an understanding that it's not going to be a fortified front five like that we're used to in years past. So I think they're going to scheme to get the ball out quicker. I think they're going to be more um advantageous to try to get the ball out of Dak Prescott's hand. They're going to lean on the running game, regardless how people, people feel about that. Um, I'm still pretty, pretty bullish on this team. I think this defense is, is top tier. I think this defense, even if the turnovers aren't going to be there, I think they're going to be tenacious. Um, and I think, the fact that they have some weapons, right? And I'm kind of I'm hoping that we can tread water and find a way to get um, and stay competitive and stay good until Michael Gallup comes back. And depending on who you believe and who you listen to, that could be earlier than we think. Um, but I think there is some weapons that can make plays on this team if Jason Peters comes in here, which is all indications seems like that's going to happen. And I know you mentioned like you're not thinking week one, but the, if if this if his Physical is as good as they think he is, and he's a pro's pro. I think there's a chance he could go in there. I think there's a chance he could be the veteran week one playing left tackle. Isn't there there a rule that you have to, like, acclimate or something like
1: that, like an acclimation period of some variation? I know that's, like, the rule in the camp. Yeah. They brought in Anthony Barr, and the guy couldn't suit up for a little while.
3: Yeah, I wonder if that, that was just the way that they chose, because I haven't seen anybody rule out that Jason Peters wouldn't be able to be in week one. He'd get a full week of practice. Now, that doesn't really count for anything. But, um, you know, being 40 years old, if he's in good a shape as he think he is and this is how he planned it, I feel confident he can get it done. Now, we'll, that remains to be seen. We'll see all week. But I say all that to say. Um, you know, maybe the Cowboys are a game worse in my mind, but the, but the league is funny, man. I can still see them going 12 and five. I can see them going 11 and six, going a little bit of a run here. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see. All right.
1: So we'll dive into the schedule real quick as we've already done. Um, which McCall, uh, we have done in the past already, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, open up the season on Sunday night football, but let's just break these down in quarters. So you have Tampa Bay at home. You stay home against the AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Then you go on the road to New York, and then you go back home to play the Washington Commanders. To me, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I'll sign up for two and two, but I feel like they should be three and one. You know, if you're home at these these bigger games, like I think last year, the reason why the Cowboys couldn't tackle the, uh, you know, conquer Tom Brady and the Bucs is because that game was in Tampa. Had that been home, I feel like we had a better shot, you know? So I feel like they can – I've been on record of many, many shows to say that the Cowboys are going to beat Tom Brady in week one. I really I, – I truly – and I stand by that. It's like the Jamar Chase effect in week two where I'm just like, okay, they got Chase, uh, we can lock down. Uh, but then they got Higgins and then, oh, uh, got to worry about mixing. And then, uh, you know, it's like that team is stacked and Burrow has been all right. Um, but then, of course, they go into the road against the Giants and you want to say they're just going to stomp them out. But it's like those division games are always tricky. Same thing with the commanders when they come in. I'd sign up for two and two, but I think three
2: and one. Aiden, how do you feel? I'm fairly confident that this is going to be a two and two start. I think that I'm actually, I actually think if I was going to pick a game that they're probably going to surprise us and win, I I actually have that Bengals game circled. I think we actually match up pretty well against the Bengals. I, their defense has, still has a lot left to be desired, which I think calmore will be able to take advantage of and i just i see this team as being just one that naturally regresses this year after the super bowl hangover whatever you want to call it but i i think that washington game is going to be a lot more difficult than we might think because their defensive line is solid i carson Wentz isn't great but he is an upgrade over taylor heineke we'll see i'm i'm not is he Oh, he's
3: an
1: upgrade he? over Taylor Heineke. Is he? Yes. Come on. Carson <laughs> <Wynn>. yes. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, look, I think we're giving him too many flowers there on that one. But my my thing with the, the Washington Commanders game is that Chase Young will probably
3: miss that game. It, you know, so. He is. It's a fact. It's, he's missing the game. Is that yep.
0: far behind in his recovery? Yeah, no, he Damn already got man. put.
3: I just want to be crystal clear. He's already been put on pup. He will miss the game.
1: Yeah, he's out. So.
3: Oh, 100% well, out. He's out.
2: I'm still, saying we, two and two, I'm still saying two and two, but
1: maybe now I'll we win watch two, game <laughs> <laughs> Tony, now you're seeing uh, me and him are both signing up. I, I, like I said, I think they should be three and one. But if they're two and two, I'm not going to be like, I can't believe they're two and two. You look at this see, uh, this first four games, how do you see this playing out?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I, I look at the schedule, right? And we talk about the first two games are pretty tough. But I love the fact that both of them are at home. Right. If you're going to give us two back to back tough games to open the season, let me do it in my home turf. Much like last year, I feel the same way in this sense. I feel like they're going to end up splitting. I think they're going to end up, you know, they're going to beat one of these two teams. I think Tampa Bay may be the team that they beat. Um, And as it comes out now, Vegas odds has the Cowboys as a one, one and a half point dog, you know, so that's not, that's not a crazy line. I I love it. Right. That's not a (laughs) bad line. Um, So I I could see them going three and one. Right. And, you Know, I mentioned the first two at home. The only one that isn't at home is that Giants Monday night football game, and me and you're gonna root them in, so we ain't worried about that one. So, they we're gonna win sure. that game, but the fourth one in Washington against Washington's at home, too. So, all in all, I could see them splitting the first two and then kind of running the table a little bit in the division foes, starting three and one before they kind of have to go against these Rams who are a good football team.
1: I have to ask just because we know how Cowboys fans are, right? If I'm gonna ask two separate questions, Aiden. If this Cowboys team is one and three to start the season with this schedule, are we talking Mike McCarthy bye-bye before the like before we hit the Halloween?
2: I will say I looked at the odds the other day. Mike McCarthy has the second highest odds to be the first coach fired in this NFL season. So that kind of surprised me. I figured there's at least going to be some rogue coach like a Ron Rivera that gets canned a couple weeks in like, urban meyer was last year but the fact that he's at the second highest odds to be fired early in the season means that i think vegas might know something that maybe the general public isn't keyed into i i think people would call for his job i don't think he would actually get fired unless we're talking about like a one and seven start
1: flip side of the coin for you tony if the cowboys for whatever reason get off to a four and zero start and they're steamrolling are we starting to be like, well, I guess we'll see you in, uh, you know, where the hell the Super Bowl is this year? Um, Hollywood? No, where the hell is it this year? Arizona. 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 Yeah, which, yeah. which, yeah. All, by all means, I mean, if this is an RJ Ochoa vehicle, you would have to say the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was in Arizona. And here we go. And this is going to be a thing, you know? Like, so if you want to take it that right, that, that road, we can go that way. If this team goes four and zero, are you like puffing your chest out? We just took down Tampa Bay. We just took down Joe Burrow. We beat up on our division. Who can stop us now? Is that is that something we can uh, we can picture?
3: You know, this fan base, you know, that yeah, 4-0 without yeah, without Tyron Smith, without, you know, conceivably without Michael Gallup for the first month of the year. If they go 4-0, the, the national, the media coverage is going to be banana land. So, you know, it's it. going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. So, yeah, if we're 4-0, but I think at that point we would be able to drink some Kool-Aid because I think a lot of us are realistic about these first two games. They come out with a WW and then go in against the Giants of Washington. you got to feel good about that start.
1: All right, so we'll see what happens and see how it plays out. Now, the next four games, um, it's not as giving. Okay, uh, it looks to me that it's on the road against LA, on the road against Philadelphia, and then back home for some back home cooking against Detroit and Chicago. Now, I'm on uh, with within my Chop Sports world. You know, I've been very, very high and very gracious about the Detroit Lions okay I think that this team's going to be scrappy I think this team's going to give other teams fits I think if you want to like be a gambling man and you want to bet them every week just to cover I think you're it's a safe bet you know they're going to be in every game Um, that's the game to be honest with you like you go against the Rams and the Super Bowl champs on the road I don't like it you know I I don't like this I don't like the matchup at all actually I, I think that that team can give us fits but You know, all eyes on Matt Stafford. Let's see how he goes and adjusts for his first four weeks because he's been banged up, right? So then, like I said, at LA, at Philadelphia, which, again, the world is already, like, just basically everybody with a pulse is picking the Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFC East. Maybe that's because of the fact that there hasn't been a uh, back-to-back champion since, like, 2003 or something like that. So it's like, maybe I, I get that part. But, Aiden, I'll ask you, LA at Philly, is that going to be one of those situations where if we lose two, then like I feel bad for the Lions because you're going to beat the brakes off them or something like that, or or do we start to hit the skids and all of a sudden you lose to LA, you lose to Philly on the road, and then you got Detroit, who's probably at the time they're six games into the season, if they're three and three or something like that, or even two and four, they might be feeling themselves. How do you feel about this next quarter of the season?
2: I'm this this stretch of three games. I get three games with the Detroit Lions. It actually really scares me because I do have the Cowboys dropping to the Rams and the Eagles Eagles for the same reason. I'm worried about the commanders game. That defensive line is going to be scary this year, especially heading into Philadelphia. I'm that that scares me. So I think we're going to get really beat up by the Rams defensive line and then really get beat up by the Philadelphia defensive line. With that said, I'm in the same boat with you. I actually think that the Lions could be a sneaky 8th or 7th seed this year in the playoffs, just sneak oh, in. Oh, wow. Okay. With that said, I still think we beat the Lions. I don't think that defense is good enough to stop our offense, and I'm not terrified of Jared Goff.
1: And I'm not terrified of Chicago. In fact, I've been on record saying they might be on the clock at the end of the year, to be honest with I you. I think I'm, they are, yeah. so Chicago, maybe Houston, but even Houston's kind of scrappy all of a sudden, like Davis Mills Mafia. You know, people are behind it. You know what I mean? You never know. Uh, Tony, this next four games, can the Cowboys... Now, remember, the only time they've been on the road in the first four games is against the New York Giants. And then now you got two games on the road out of the next two out of the next four. So... It's been home cooking this entire time. Do the Cowboys, in your mind, do the Cowboys have to really like ultimately sweep their home games this year? Like, do they have to win every home game? Those first two home games are pivotal, and we said they could possibly get out of there. But like if they don't, let's just say they don't, then they're not obviously going to go undefeated at home. But when you look at the rest of the home games on the schedule, it seems very fair that we can get it done. Is that the path to success of this to win another NFC East title to win all your home games outside of the uh, of the first two?
3: Yeah, I think outside of like you mentioned, outside of Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, I mean, there's some really advantageous home games. I'm um, obviously you're playing Washington, you got Detroit, Chicago, New York, Indy, Houston, and then the Eagles. I mean, those are winnable football games, right? And I think I do have them, it's just looking at my schedule, I do have them obviously winning more home games than I have them losing, um, but they would need that. If they start 0-2, I think the Cowboys need to take co- care of that home cooking. Um, just kind of looking at the second quarter of that season, I do see a skid just like you guys do a little bit here. I do see them losing to the Rams. That's a quality football team. Um, and I think they're going to split with the Eagles. I think I, they've done enough, and we've done not enough, quite frankly, I think they're you know, we're going to split that to be one and one. So I figure they're going to drop the one in Philadelphia, but I do see them beating Detroit and I do see them beating Chicago. So in the first you know, half of the season, so to speak, uh, I, I see them with, um, you know, three losses, you know, so, in or excuse me, it's uh yeah. Three losses in the first half of the season, which is if, if we're sitting there with the injuries and the things we've gone through, I think we feel pretty okay about that situation.
1: So you've got the Cowboys at five and three through yeah. eight games. Yes. Five and Aiden. Aiden, where are you sitting? Around 500?
2: I I have them at four and four.
1: Okay. um, I think they lose to the Rams as far as like looking at the first eight. I think the loss has come at least one of the first two and the Rams and probably the Eagles. So, I got three. So, maybe five and three heading into Halloween So or after Halloween. That'll be Halloween right after we beat up on the Bears. Um, So, I mean, so far, so good. Like, nobody's going crazy. You know, like I said, the Eagles fans are – kind of crowning themselves NFC's champions already. So that's cool. You know, like let the pressure stay off the Cowboys. The Cowboys have relatively stayed under the radar to a fault this offseason. You know what I'm saying? Like by usually under the radar means like, hey, no drama. And like, it's been like no activity. You know what I'm saying? There's been <laughs> nothing. No sign, no big signings, nothing. Um, their biggest splash, I guess you could say was Anthony Barr. What role he plays. That's another story. Um, all right. So we all have the Cowboys 500 or better heading into another decent stretch of games. Now, this game I've gone on record and I said the Cowboys are going to win this game. Uh when is their bye actually? That that's after Chicago, right? Yeah. Right yeah. after, Chicago, after yep. Chicago, All right, so yeah. off the bye, Mike McCarthy goes into Lambeau and beats the Packers. That's like my that's my pipe dream. It, it it'll piss off my business partner, he's a big Packer guy. You know what I mean? So like I know that's a pipe dream right now, but I truly think the Packers regress a little bit. Like they're still going to have Aaron Rodgers but I think we're going to get a lot of boo-hoo Aaron Rodgers meaning like you're going to see him on the sidelines just pouting because his receivers can't run the right routes and just you know he bitches and moans on the Pat McAfee show or something like that so I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers as as I used to be um but then I'm not even just looking past the fact that they got a game again at Minnesota now do we just start Cooper Rush no matter what or (laughs) just just to keep it status quo that's another big big issue um and then obviously Thanksgiving Day where the Cowboys have broke our hearts, way I feel like way too many times in the past couple of years. Like, do they get some? Like, do they write that chip where the New York Giants come in and they're going to be wearing their, you know, throwback uniforms? Everybody's excited, and then a game that nobody's really going to talk about until it gets here. But that Dallas Colts game is going to be really, really good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think the Colts are going to take a very big step forward this year with their running game, their offensive line, their defense, their coaching staff. Everything about the Colts right now, I feel like. And this is not, you know, we could probably make our our right before we leave. We'll make our Super Bowl picks, too, just to see who's going to be who's going to be there. But I would say the Colts are in that mix. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have that good of a defense and that good of a running game in the NFL, and then you could supplement the pass with Matt Ryan. Like, I just I don't know. I feel I feel good about it. Tony, how do you feel about this stretch of games? Like I said, back to back road games at like with a buy. Well, no, not a buy in between. After the buy, we got back to back road games, Green Bay and Minnesota. Can we get any of those?
3: you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like the way you're thinking about Green Bay. I ultimately have them losing to Green Bay, you but if you're gonna awesome. sit here and tell me, <laughs> if you're gonna sit here and tell me coming off a bye week that they can go into Lambeau and win a big football game, I'm I'm not gonna say you're wrong for that. I think there's a real possibility oh, that I'm reg- right. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> like usual. <laughs> so you know, Green Bay is like you said they've they've regressed. They've got less weapons. Aaron Rodgers is gonna has a lot more on his shoulders, and you know he's a talented guy. But that remains to be seen how that's gonna shake out. But after that loss, in my mind, I have them reeling. Off going to a big a big uh win streak yeah, I have them beat Minnesota I think that game's gonna be tough but I do think they're a better football team I think they find a way to take one take one in Minnesota um but then I have them you know sweeping the Giants obviously i'm um, like you said Thanksgiving I think they have to find a way to get that done that indie game you're absolutely on the money it's going to be tough that's a good football team with a good uh, running game I think Matt Ryan Prime time too right matt ryan understands his role he's not going to go out there you know i think he's the old vet that's just going to go out there and do what he has to do let jonathan taylor kind of take over um so i think that's one of the you know i think they wrap it up with a three three and one record in that schedule and what's that put me at eight and four eight and four after thanksgiving heading into in the middle of december
1: yeah that's about right all right so aiden you had him four and four heading into the the next uh four games here now again those two road games, do you feel like there's any kind of magic that the Cowboys can swing after a bye to win in Green Bay this year?
2: Sturch, I'd love if you were right. Nothing more. <laughs> I I think the Packers are my least favorite team. I just hate the Packers. I mean, they've done I- enough
1: damage to us in our recent couple years where it's just like, you know, I'm, I've had it.
2: <laughs> I've just had it with this team. Quick sidebar, I walked into a bar the other night with some of my friends and... I saw the bar was decked out in Packers gear, I had cheesehead like the cheeseheads all over the wall. walk out. I hope you walked out. posters. I refused to order a drink because I was not going to give that <laughs> establishment my money. I love it. If you want to support that. the Packers, you're not getting my money. Anyway, <laughs> I. With that said, I still have them losing. I think ah. they're going to have. I think they're going to have the best defense or one of the best defenses in the NFL this season, Minnesota with Kevin O'Connell terrifies me. I think that offense is going to be rolling now that they have the Sean McVay system in there. I think we're going to drop one to Minnesota. Okay. It's the the Giants up next. I have them getting a win there. And you guys have talked about the Colts and the running game. Now that they have Matt Ryan, who's a significant upgrade over Carson Wentz. I have them losing to the Colts as well. So I have them at five and seven heading in to the final stretch of games.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness you're, you're gonna be oh my god they're gonna write you right off this show
2: <laughs> like, just, this
1: rough. all just, right uh,
2: there's five more games just trust me
1: okay i like how he he likes how it plays out all right so Aiden's at five and seven and tony's over there at eight and four <laughs> so there's a three game discrepancy between the two of you i uh i think they go on the road and they beat um green bay this year i do um, and then for whatever reason we dropped to Minnesota and I know we've been successful in Minnesota a couple years now. Um, but I just, you're right. Like that, that offense is going to be good. Dalvin cook's going to be good if he's there and healthy. Um, I think they can get the win over the giants, which is great. Um, and then the Colts game is going to be tough, but I feel like if you want to mark this down with September 4th, 842 PM, uh, on the East coast, there will be in the Colts game, December 4th, if, if this comes true. Like, give me a Pulitzer Prize or something. I don't know. But, like, you have to assume this is going to happen now. The Cowboys are going to be up by four, let's just say. Up by four. Matt Ryan's going to be able to get that last drive, right? On the second play of the drive, Matt Ryan's going to drop back the pass, and Micah Parsons gets the strip sack. We recover, take a knee, and we're out. Like, so, Mm. strip sack, strip sack, win victory by the Dallas Cowboys. So, I have him one less game than Tony. I got him at seven and five. Uh, heading into the back stretch. Now, this back stretch is I want to say the next two are very favorable for the for this team. You know what I mean? Like they're they're like if that Colts game takes a lot out of them, right? And they're just like it was a high intensity game, a lot of people could probably say they'll play down to the Texans the following week. I don't think so. I don't feel like that at all. I feel like they get that win. And then like the like the Lions, I think that the the whatchamacallit, the Jacksonville Jaguars this year under Doug Peterson, and Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and all of these guys that they're starting to start compiling a little bit, they're going to be good. Not, not really. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jaguars are going to be a surprise team in the AFC just to give people fits. I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff run. Like, I, I just think that the Jaguars are going to be pesky and they'll fight under Doug Peterson. Last year's debacle was just horrific, you know, and you can't, you can't even chalk that up as any kind of progress for Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence has a really good quarterback's quarterback. You know what I mean? Like Doug Peterson's the guy that's going to mold you. I think they're going to be good. However, last time the Cowboys played the Jaguars, we beat the piss out of them. And I think that we could do it again if we just stay up. So with that, I got two wins there, but then we'll talk about this, obviously this Eagle game. If I think we're going to split with the Eagles, we got to get it done. Um, And I think the Cowboys do. And then I think the Cowboys on Thursday night football, look, if you're going to announce that you're wearing icy whites or whatever uniform you want to wear and you want to you wanna give this big hoopla, you better go out there and play the game of your life. That's all I'm saying. And then, like, I don't want to hear... Like, you can already hear the whispers in your ears, guys. I know you can feel it. They're going to be like, we only lost because we decided to change the helmets or something like that. <laughs> Just like we had with the stripe, with the red stripe last year against Atlanta or not Atlanta, uh, Denver. You know, and we're like, oh, my God, never wear those craps again. You know what I mean? Like, so that could be a thing where people are like, never wear this all white crap. It's horrible. We lost. We got crushed. But I think they get that win, too. So with the seven wins that I had, now going into this one, I got 8, 9, 10, and 11. So right now, I got the Cowboys at 11 and 5 heading into the final week of the season. Tony, how do you feel this plays out going into the last week of the season?
3: Yeah, I mean, if you look at my whole schedule in, in totality, you're going to say, wow, like Tony's super optimistic about this, and I still am. You know, I, th- I think this is a pretty advantageous. Like you said, I have them 8 and 4 at the end of this run here. Eight and four sitting on a a three game win streak, in my estimation, going against the Texans. I think they go in there and take care of business. It's a home game. I think that that that. In division or that in-state rivalry, I so, think no, so no, so
1: da- no, no David Carr moments here. None of that nah. crap.
3: <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys. I think. I think at this point in time, the defense is feeling themselves. They're rolling. I think this defense is what we think they are at this point in time. They end up getting their fourth straight win against them. Uh, you know, you did a good job talking to Jacksonville. I don't think you're too far off in the sense that I think Jacksonville could, you know, be a thorn in some people's side this year. But I think the Cowboys find a way to go into Jacksonville and win that football game. I already told you I had them split in with the Eagles. So just by virtue of this going through a home game, you know, a 425 kick on Christmas Eve, I think the Cowboys find a way to get that done. And so for those four games, I mean, those three games, I have them going 3-0. They're on a six-game winning streak. But like you mentioned Tennessee, you know, Tennessee's a tough game. Derrick Henry's a good a good running back. I mean, they got some weapons, in there, and they're going to be a tough game, especially in Tennessee in primetime. So that's why I have the six-game losing streak ending right there. Um, so, excuse me, a six game winning streak ending there. And uh, as the final game goes on, they're sitting there at 11 and uh, 11 and five. To, it's going me to the final. You,
1: me and you both have the Cowboys at 11 and five heading into the final week of the season. Now, Aiden, you got some redeeming to do, my friend, you got, you got to get us out of this gutter of, of being five and seven through 12. How does the rest of the season besides the final game play out?
2: All right. So yeah, they're five and seven, five games left. Cowboys fans are worried. We're This point, it looks like we're gonna make miss the playoffs. But Houston and Jacksonville, I think we're all kind of in the same boat, where we all see them as uh, teams like they're not really gonna make any noise, but they'll probably come up with a couple big wins every once in a while. I don't think either of them are gonna be against the Cowboys. Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, I think both fall to the Cowboys. Heading into Philly, once again, I'm kind of in the same boat as y'all, where I do see us splitting with Philadelphia this year don't see us losing the game at AT AT&T Stadium. So I'm pretty comfortable chalking that up as a W. And then Tennessee. So I think I'm on the boat that I think I'm higher on the Vikings and the Lions this year than the general consensus. I'm lower on the Titans this year than the consensus. I think Derrick Henry's getting old. That receiving core without A.J. Brown just kind of looks ugly now. And And asthmatic. (laughs)
1: <laughs> their
0: entire their, their
2: entire like Their defense was never the sticking point Even during prime Derrick Henry years And so I just I think they're going to regress a little bit this year So I have us beating the Titans At 9-7 and seven, heading into the final week
1: Okay, so we're at week 18 17, whatever, 18 Yeah, game 17 So we're heading back to Washington So this is on the road now Now, Tony now you're sitting there at eleven and five. Do you think this game is must win in regards to the NFC East? And then tell me if they're going to win or not.
3: I'm glad you mentioned that because that's kind of exactly where I was thinking. I I think that this game is going to have importance based on the Eagles keeping themselves around. You know, At at this point in time, the Eagles are probably going to be hovering around that 9-10-11 win just like we are. I think the Cowboys aren't going to be able to take this game easily. I think that ultimately benefits them to what you were kind of saying last year where we were all banging the table from the sick guys and you were like, no, let's go and get this work. Let's go out there and kind of punish the Eagles. I think this year they're going to have to do that. I think if they want to win the division now, I think ultimately the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to be two playoff teams. It's just going to figure out who's going to win the division and it may take the week 18 to do that. I do have the Cowboys winning the game. I do have them winning the division and I have them finishing 12 and 5.
1: All right, Aiden. Now, in your scenario, you're sitting there at
2: 9, nine and seven. 7. Yep, 9 and 7.
1: 9 and 7 heading into the final week of the season. Now, you would have to assume you said that they're going to go 10 and 7 and win the division. Do you still feel that way? Are they going to get this last win and go 10 and seven? And are they going to win the division?
2: I just went through the Eagles schedule. Like, as I realized that I had the Cowboys at nine and seven going into the final week, I then retroactively went through the Eagles schedule, rattling it off my head. I actually had the Eagles at nine and seven as well going into the final week. Maybe they get the Giants.
1: How freaking convenient. They get the Giants.
2: (laughs) We get, yeah, we obviously get the Commanders. I have us beating the Commanders. I also have the Eagles beating the Giants. I don't really know what my NFC, like what the tiebreaker, like Did the you tie split, obviously you comes split down. The,
1: you split those games, right, Eagles? I
2: split, yeah, and I have the Cowboys winning every other division game. So I guess at that point, I would assume they take the division. I'm going to say, I'm going to stick to my original guns and say that they are the NFC East champions just because I think I'm not taking the Eagles to win the NFC East because that narrative has been way too overblown this offseason. So 10 and 7, just edging out the Eagles, who obviously would take a wild card.
1: Now, in the beginning of this episode, I really, you know, I I went in hard in the paint, as they say on the streets, um, on the Philadelphia Eagles and their fan base, because again, they're just, I don't know, they're like a different species. But at the same time, I have to say that they're going to be a good football team this year. I, I think their defense is improved. I think Jalen Hurts with another year under this nozzle of a coach. <laughs> I think he's going to be improved. Um, I think their running game, and that's even with Miles Sanders being a little banged up, you still got a Kenneth Gainwell. You still you just try assign Trey Sermon. So like those guys are kind of be good. They're receiving core. AJ Brown, I'm not like like going crazy for that, but like that just means. Devonta might be running around like just with no other coverage. You know what I'm saying? And like Dallas Goddard, another year under this offense. This Eagles team is going to be good. With that being said, I think the Cowboys can go on the road and beat Washington, right? And 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 finish 12 and five. But man, they might finish 12 and five, and the Eagles might finish 12 and 5 too. You know, like I I think that the Eagles are that much better than last year. Guys, it's, it's so crazy to me to think about it like that because we hung 90-plus on this team last year, you know, in two games. I mean, we beat the breaks off the Philadelphia Eagles all year last year. And it's crazy what the, what year one year makes. The fact that we're not confident that we could beat them twice again, neither of us are, none of us, n- not one of us is confident that we can go say, hey, yeah, we're going to sweep the Eagles again. That's a testament to think about the off-seasons that we had, not parallel not parallel at all. You know, the Eagles improved and the Cowboys stayed complacent and, you know, they lost players, whether it be injury, free agency, whatever. Um, and that's where I think that the Cowboys took their foot off the gas and now they're going to have to deal with the Eagles, you know, and in, and guess what? In a couple of years, you're going to have to deal with the, the commanders. You're going to have to deal with the giants. Those teams are going to build, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of time. So your window your window that everybody's talking about as far as like Super Bowl or bust window, guess what? It's closing and it's closing fast. You know, like, I feel like, you know, you're going to have no more Brady. We'll talk about Brady in a second, but like Brady's going to eventually retire again. And then Rogers will be on his way out. And then Kyler Murray will just, you know, he ain't growing anytime soon. So he's still, <laughs> <laughs> he's still, you know, who he is. And then like, you look at the rest of the NFC and you're like, well, wait a minute, you know, we still have all this talent. Why don't we just dominate the NFC? And then you got the, you know, the, the LA Rams who knows, you know, so I just look at this window as it's not closing completely, but it's closing rather quickly. You know, I, Tony, do you feel the same way? Like, this is kind of like a, you got to strike now, or like these other teams that are like fringe teams, like, you know, I know everybody made fun of me last year, my Carolina Panthers, you know, like they, they, they're another team with now Baker Mayfield. I think I'll go on record right now. Baker Mayfield wins comeback player of the year. Like he's going to, light it up down there and I promise you like he's got a chip on the shoulder the size of Carolina you know what I mean so I really (laughs) truly think that Carolina could be a team on the rise Minnesota is going to be pesky even if they go different quarterback down the road look at all the young talent they have around so there's a lot of young talented teams that are on the come up Tony is it strike now or we're screwed or is it like we're going to be there in a couple years and you think it's going to be okay
3: that's what makes this so frustrating this whole off season, because I really felt I actually said this at dinner tonight to my wife My wife don't care, but I was sitting there. I was like man <laughs> I felt like last year was about as good as the chance that we had and you know It's the way I felt going into last season is completely different than how I feel about this season Ultimately, I still think the record's gonna be the same just the feeling around the organization the way they handled things totally different so I think their window to strike is now, which makes the way they handled everything so much more frustrating. I think this is their championship window. Uh, You know, Dak Prescott has a very favorable contract, and that only took about a year or two for that to get to that point. Now the Cowboys feel good about his number and where he is. They have money to spend. they, They just didn't do it. So you look at what they didn't do and what the Eagles did do. The Eagles got better and, you know, we don't like to talk positively about this team, but yes, the Rams are good and the Rams should be right in the conversation with everybody, Super Bowl contenders in the NFC, but the NFC as a whole is very like middling. It's not, the NFC is not as like a world beater as the AFC is. AFC is a much harder conference to try to get out of. So you're mentioning the Vikings, you're mentioning the Carolina Panthers, like, if You're gonna mention those teams, you have to mention the Dallas Cowboys, right? Like the Cowboys are there, regardless of how the feel about the offseason, because of the guys like Dak Prescott, the, the the defense, the Trayvon Diggs, the Micah Parsons. So, um, to answer your question in a long roundabout and kind of put a button on it here, it's it's right now. And it and I don't know how much longer it's gonna take because, like we said, we've seen how much this team has changed in less than a year. So I'd hate to see what that change looks like next year, but the, the time should be now and they should strike while the iron is hot.
1: It's so funny. You mentioned a a nice sit down conversation with your wife. And and while I have those two today, as I'm leaving my dad's house, we always get together and go to my dad's every Sunday. It's just like go to grandpa's house. You know, I mean, all the kids get together. And we were leaving today and I said to myself, like, wow, you know, this is cool. This is everybody's like saying goodbye in such a happy way. I was like, this is the last Sunday that we're not going to be like stressed out of our freaking minds. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, How fun is that? You know, like everybody take this feeling in now. Remember this feeling as you're seeing as you're saying your goodbyes tonight. Remember this feeling because it won't be back until, I don't know, February. Um. All right, Aiden, I- I'm looking at your division, uh, y- your division title at 10 and 7 because it's such a To me, 10 and 7 is lackluster compared to what I think or what me and Tony think they can do. Does this just mean like you go from 12 and 5 to 10 and 7? Like, what's the future look like for the Cowboys if they don't get it done this year?
2: It depends. Like my view of the Cowboys being a 10 and 7 team is largely based off the offensive line. And if you look at the contracts for next year, you're gonna have some decisions in terms of the running back position and extensions. But there's not a lot of free agents that you're going to have to re-sign after this season. So it's going to be another, let's pull together a few contracts and run it back. My only question is, are they going to address the offensive line in the future, in next offseason? You like, would think. I, you won, yeah, you'd hope. I. <laughs> if they do, then I, I mean, I, Dak Prescott's still on the team. Micah Parsons is young. Trayvon Diggs is young. You have a young receiver seat. Like this is still a young team that has hope down the line, but you, at some point you have to push your chips in and go all in. And it's clearly not in 2022.
1: All right. All right. Well, at this time next week, the Cowboys were played game one week one in Dallas, Tony. I know that we said like they can split, you know, they split the first two, right? Well, are the Dallas Cowboys gonna get that first win of the season Are we gonna be riding high coming into next week or are we gonna all three of us come in here with no Voice and just pissed off at the world
3: Yeah I'm not I'm not trying to drink the Kool-Aid I'm just, I'm just being honest like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have injury concerns of their own. Their offensive line is is uh, a mass unit, just like the Cowboys is. They got their uh-huh. own issues. Chris God, it's almost mirror, right? You look at the offensive line is hurting. They got a star wide receiver who is very iffy. I don't think Chris Godwin's going to be out there week one either. Uh-uh. Um, Tom Brady took eleven day vacation in the middle of training camp, so obviously I, I fully expect Tom Brady to be locked in and ready to go. But does he not seem more susceptible and beatable this year than he ever has? Um, so I'm I'm saying all this to say that I am. I'm fairly confident, and maybe maybe I'm just juiced up because the season's here, but I think the Cowboys are going to win week one, and, and and you know if they're going to lose one of the first two, I think it's going to be Cincinnati. That's a young team that has a lot of talent, but I think the Cowboys, home game, they've heard all the talk. We heard Dak Prescott say, keep writing, keep talking. We hear it all. We love it, whatever. I think the Cowboys find a way to get it done, and they start the season 1-0, and oh, and we can finally be positive. You know what I mean? My, we can finally be positive about this football team. Give me a score. I would say, you know, I was, you know, we're gonna have to do it differently. I'm gonna say twenty to seventeen, the Cowboys take it home. Okay,
1: Aiden, week one, Dallas Cowboys. Aiden, uh, Tony's got him one and zero, riding high. Uh, how do you feel about this first week, man?
2: Yeah, I hate to constantly be the negative person on this. Nah, podcast we're gonna just because... mute him. Like, we're gonna <laughs> mute not... at this point. This is garbage. <laughs> Cut it. That's <laughs> not it. normally. I normally I feel like a pretty optimistic person when it comes to the Cowboys, but. Tony's completely right. I mean, what's happened to the Buccaneers this offseason? Granted, they still have the second highest odds to win the Super Bowl last time I checked, which but,
1: is like mind-numbing to me. Yeah, yeah I would not
2: I would not take that bet. But yeah, the their center, their starting center went down to injury, and then their backup center went down to injury, which is worse than our situation on the offensive line, mm-hmm. at least. So there is reason, like if the Cowboys come out next Sunday and they beat Tom Brady at home I would not be surprised whatsoever I think they could absolutely get it done. my only concern is I think Vita Vea and that entire defensive line is just going to give a Tyler Smith who's will be playing his first NFL game. we don't know what's happening with that left tackle position yet it's just going to be a mesh of people who haven't played together and don't have experience playing together and I think that defensive line is gonna be too difficult I'm going. 27 to 12,
1: 27, 21, 27, 21, Tampa Bay,
2: 27, okay. 21, Tampa Bay.
1: All right. I, I, I see you on that one. I mean, look, I, what all valid points, both of you guys have made valid points. Um, I do also feel like our offensive line is going to, it's going to be a little difficult and, and it's going to be just remember guys, if we like, just rewind one year ago, You know, Dallas came out and started slinging that ball around very, very quick last year against Tampa Bay, and it wound up working out pretty good, you know? And, like, yes, ultimately, you lost the game. Um, You know, had we had some complacency, a kicker, maybe the different things will be different, right? But, like, here's the thing. I think the Dallas Cowboys can put up 17 points, 17 against the Tampa Bay defense. And I think the Tampa Bay defense is very good. And I think the Cowboys are going to score two touchdowns and maybe get a field goal late, right? But my biggest prediction, my biggest flex right now is that Micah Parsons and company, Tom Brady's going down six times. Six times Tom Brady's going down, and two of those are going to be either batted balls intercepted or sack-strip fumbles. There's going to be advantageous times for the Cowboys to take advantage of a good field position and probably, and and to be honest with you, blow it. You know, like they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll get the ball on – you know, the Tampa Bay 40 and do nothing, right? Because that's just the Cowboy way. We've all seen it time and time again. Give me the Cowboys like 17-14 in this one, you know, like just a better defensive game because both defenses are, are what both teams are bringing. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously, he's the GOAT. We all know this, right? But you said it yourself, Aiden. If any, if any time Tom Brady just looks defeated and he basically says, you know, Hey, uh, I'm 45. I'm going through some whatever, right? And like you're thinking, I'm like, all right, is football the, like? I understand he's going to run out of the tunnel and let's go, right? He's going to get all pumped up. He's going to regret saying that. We're going to beat that old man to dust. And I think the Cowboys get it done in week one. So that's my prediction. <laughs> so we'll say, <see. laughs>
3: I'm I'll... a fan of it. You know, I think, I think um, we haven't, the Cowboys haven't beat Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. So, I, I say every time we play, him, like, this is the time. But I feel like this this legitimately feels like go, the Cowboy time. Fans, this is our year. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the year we're finally going to be Tom. But no, yeah. I think this <laughs> might be the year we do it. So, <laughs> Aiden,
2: you were saying? Yeah, I wanted to give a bold prediction because you gave one with the parts. My bold prediction, Jalen Tolbert playing in his first NFL game is going to lead the Dallas Cowboys in receiving yards. Dalton, Dalton Schultz leads them in receptions.
3: Like you, got, you got one, Tony. The Cowboys. Let me see a bold take. I, my bold take is after everything that we've talked about, now we're uh, finally going to beat Tom Brady. Yeah, no, <laughs> Zeke, Zeke goes for 100 plus and two TDs. Hey,
1: <laughs> against go. against the Bucks defense, you want it line? bold. Okay, does it, bold. You I think. it. Bold. Doesn't get bold? If anybody's any been talking
3: that, about Steven. more. If yeah. anybody's been talked about more than this offensive line, it might be Ezekiel Elliott. I think he hears it, he understands it. And I think he comes out of the gate like a gangbuster. So
1: I think he's tired of it. And I think Zeke eats. And I said, I think there was somebody said, like, give me a cow." It might have been uh, Donnie or uh, Downey, Tom Downey. He, might, yeah. he when it came out, he was like give me a give me a bold take, and I was like, mm. Zeke's gonna lead the league in rushing. <laughs> There's yeah. your bold take. <laughs> so, all right, before we get out of here, obviously it's been a good podcast. Broke down the schedule again. We gave our predictions for this week based off of no other crazy news that happens. I mean, the, these predictions should should stay. Um, Aiden, you got yourself a Super Bowl pick, man. Yep. All right. I,
2: so, out of the AFC, this is a team that who's I beating all right.
1: Who's beating who in the AFC championship game?
2: Okay, so in the AFC Championship game, I have the Chiefs losing to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm wow. I'm high on the – well, okay, never mind. Now that you're going to let me – okay, wait a
3: second. <laughs> no,
2: no,
1: no. Listen, I also just went out on record and said that Detroit Lions are going to be a good football team. So if you think the Baltimore Ravens are primed and ready for a Super Bowl run, have at it, bro.
2: My, my thought process here is that – I just want to be on record as saying, I think the Lamar Jackson hate has reached a high this off season. I still think Lamar Jackson is an amazing quarterback. I think he could put up MVP numbers again, and I think he'll have an amazing season. But that said, now that I have that off my chest and you're letting me get that off my chest, I will say the chiefs beat the Ravens in the AFC championship. I, a chiefs are another team that I think are being disrespected in the NFC championship. This is tough. I'm trying to think of my second team. All right. In the NFC championship, I have the... Man, this is tough. Okay, I have the 49ers losing. Oh, I'm going to be boring. I have the 49ers losing to the Rams.
1: Rams going back to the Super
2: Bowl. Rams going back to the Super Bowl. And it's a
1: Rams-Chiefs-Super Bowl. What happens?
2: In a rematch of one of the greatest NFL games ever played... The Chiefs come out on top.
1: So Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, no Tyreek Hill, no problem, according to Aiden Davis. So now nope. the Chiefs are back. The kingdom is ready, and uh, they're going to win another Super Bowl. All right, listen, that's why we make the picks, right? And we can all laugh at you later. That's fine. <laughs> Tony, what's your uh, Super Bowl prediction, bro? All
3: right, so I'll start with the AFC because that one seems a little more clear to me than the NFC pitcher. I- I'm going to go. I'm going to say that the-, the Buffalo Bills will see the Kansas City Chiefs, I think. I think this may be the Bills' time. I think the Bills get it done. I think they beat the Chiefs. Like you mentioned, Pat Mahomes, he's going to have to put a little bit more on his shoulders. We'll see if he can handle that. I mean, he doesn't have Tyree killed. There's some guys that aren't there. I think the Bills are raring and roaring for an opportunity. I think the Bills represent the AFC. and the NFC, I think the championship game is going to be the Rams and the Dallas Cowboys, oh, no. <laughs> baby. <laughs> but, but think about this, right? I mean, if you're talking about some of the best teams in the NFC, we're talking oh, about the Rams. God. The buccaneers. Starting to get sick. hurry up Keep going. <laughs> the rams the buccaneers right who else are we talking about the packers and the eagles the, the nfc can be okay. had by these this team
2: tony the reason that i took so long to come up with my nfc east pick is because i knew that never in my a million years will i admit that i think the packers will go to the nfc championship <laughs> so i didn't have any other teams i was like outside of the rams who am i picking in this and
3: right so yeah so like for me i mean you look at it right i, I I don't know if, they, I mean, the NFC is so hard to try to pin down, right? It's And you can see it, it happened with the Giants in the past. Who's hot at the end of the year? I, I already know I'm on record saying the Cowboys are winning six out of the last seven football games of the year. So if that doesn't constitute as hot, then then I don't know what does. Um, ultimately, I think the Cowboys lose to the Rams in the NFC Championship game, and I think it's going to be a Rams-Bills Super Bowl, and I think the Bills end up getting it done and are the Super Bowl champions this year
1: finally nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills so the bills will finally get over that hump well congratulations to the buffalo bills and congratulations to the kansas city chiefs um so those are your two super bowl champions out of you two now uh hear me out as i stand on my pedestal here um so in the afc i have a team that none of you guys mentioned um but i do have the bills winning the afc championship game i think they're going to beat the los angeles chargers I think good the Chargers team. are a sneaky, sneaky, good team this year. And they were like a bad coaching decision away from making a run last year. You know what I mean? Like they're, 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 they're going to write those wrongs. Eckler's good. Herbert's good. Mike Williams will out receive Keenan Allen this year. 110%. I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. That offense is going to click their defense. Khalil Mack, Bosa, like they just re-signed their safety. Like they're going to have a lot of weapons over there on both sides of the ball. I think they have a fantastic season, but ultimately Josh Allen's just too good at football. I think he's going to make some plays. I think Gabe Davis has a really big year this year for the Bills um, because everybody and their mother wants to cover Stephon Diggs. So, you know, you need that second guy. Dawson Knox is going to eat this year. I love Dawson Knox this year. Their running game is always suspect until the end of the year where everybody, like, they, they drafted Dalvin Cook's little brother. Um, they also have Singletary. You know, so they have themselves a formidable team. I think they're in the, uh, the AFC side of the bracket when it comes to the Super Bowl. Now, the NFC, like Tony was just saying, that – the NFC is relatively wide open, can be had, as he said, and quote. Um, when I look at the NFC this year in particular, I do think it's the most wide open it's ever, ever, ever going to be. I think Tom Brady, uh, for whatever reason, is the second highest rated blower ever, you know, odds to win a Super Bowl. No shot. Not to me. Not, not, not this year. Tampa Bay. Get rid of them. Right. Green Bay Packers, they're going to regress. They will. But their defense is going to be very, very good. They drafted very, very well. I think their corners are lights out. They're going to be a very good defensive team, and Rodgers will will them to the playoffs. So let them be in the playoffs. Then you got a team like the Rams, who will have that Super Bowl hangover, right? They still have some of the most talented players on that team, both offensively and defensively. So they're definitely going to be in the mix. The time is now, gentlemen. The Dallas Cowboys have to win the NFC East first, and I think they will, right? Once you get to the tournament, you're going to have to deal with these teams that I just mentioned, either whether it be Green Bay or whether it be Tampa Bay or whether it be the Rams. This is the year they do it. Dak Mm. Prescott is going to win Super Bowl MVP, and he's going to win the Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys. And I know that this team and this fan base has been fickle, and I know that this team and this fan base has been – just up and down all offseason. They haven't done enough. They're not spending money. Blah, 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 right. And and nobody wants the Dallas Cowboys to win more than all three of us, right? This is the season to do it because next year I feel like those other come up teams are going to be pains in the asses down the road. Right. You can you can get this NFC. It can be had. The Eagles are actually going to be somehow, some way, right there in the mix at the end. I think the Dallas Cowboys either beat the Rams or or they either beat the Packers in the NFC title game. And then you got yourself a digs and digs Super Bowl, you know, and everybody's going to talk mm-hmm. about it and there's going to be hype around it. And we're going to be feeling like it's 92 and 93 all over again when Aiden wasn't even born. And like, you know, times that the Dallas Cowboys, you know, ran away with, with the, the first Super Bowl and the second one, basically the same thing. The Dallas Cowboys right now are in a prime position to shock a lot of people and shut a lot of people up. And I like Dak Prescott's mentality going into this year. He is one more year removed from that injury his mind is a little bit less on a lot of the stuff that he had to deal with last year and I'm not saying by any stretch that you're you know anybody could be cured based off of, of a personal loss and personal just utter just mental lapses mental heart you know hardships but I think Dak Prescott plays with a chip on his shoulder this year and I think that the Dallas Cowboys could make some noise as a defensive team think And I'm serious when I say this. Think 2,000 Ravens, but with a capable offense. Uh 2,000 Ravens got there based off a defense, and they had Trent F. and Dilfer as their quarterback. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And And their running game was like either Jamal Lewis or like Bam Morris or something. It was just old, right? And it's just like you didn't understand how they did what they did, but they did it, right? Micah Parsons, at the end of this year, next year when the NFL does their little countdown of best players in the world, he's number one. He's number one. Whoa. Like number one best player in the league, right? Nobody's going to be able to stop him. He's going to put Aaron Donald on notice. He's going to put all these guys, TJ Watt on notice as the best pass rusher hybrid player we've ever seen. Ever.
2: To be fair. I don't think Aaron Donald's ever landed number one on that list.
1: Well, guess what? <laughs> Michael Parsons <laughs> this year. And if the Cowboys fans are trying to drive off the road right now, and they're like, just like, no way is this guy actually picking the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, Like, it's the years that you don't have those expectations that something good happens. Like, we don't have these expectations of a Super Bowl. I'm only picking the Cowboys to go through the NFC, right? I'm only picking that way. I don't feel good about the season, right? But when you break it down and you win a division title, again, it's the first time it's ever happened back-to-back in freaking 19 years, right? When you look at this team as a whole, it can be led by the defense. And there's been a lot of people that have naysayed the Cowboys front office for all of the moves or lack thereof that they made. And maybe finally, for the first time ever, we're looking at this picture at like broadly at the end of the year and saying, you know what? Maybe, maybe they had a purpose behind all this crap. You know, maybe there was a right, right now, the mental lapses, is why isn't Jason Peters in the locker room yet? You know what I'm saying? Like you're just waiting to find out why, why, why his physical did well, blah, blah, blah. But like, this team right now has enough playmaking ability to to do big things. And like while nobody's picking them, those are the best times to strike. Those are the best times to strike. And Ezekiel Elliott, as much as I say it's a bold take, he will be in the top 5 at rushing. I don't care how many god darn touches you give Tony Pollard. Zeke has a mission this year, and I think he and the Cowboys get back to running the football the way they used to do back in the day where it was Emmett and whoever else, you know what I'm saying? Like the Tony door sets of the word. And I'm not comparing Zeke to those guys because obviously they're the goats and the best of all time. But what I'm saying is you can rely on this, that every time the ball is in their hands, something good can, can come of it. So
3: that's my speech. You, you know, you took, you took the thoughts right out of my head. Um, it's, when I think of things and I look at the Cowboys and just anything really in my life, nothing is as good as you think it is and nothing is as bad as you think it is too. So you got to stay in the middle. The way that this team has been talked about this year, you would think they're the worst team in the league. People right. are saying that this team's got no shot. And the really the reality of the situa- situation is it's going to end up somewhere in the middle there. So if we think this team is a good football team who kind of regressed, there's a real possibility they could be slightly better than we think they are. So yes, I think it is a bold take to say that they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. But you know it just as much as I know it in our 30s Aiden's a little younger this team like you said does things when you don't expect them to do things and when you think they're going to be dog dog crap you know that's when they're a decent football team and i think this year has that mark of it being like that all this year like when dak prescott told us and he was talking to us he was talking to the people that cover this team he was talking about the people that have tried to be real and level-headed about this team we see it we read it we hear it and we love it so yeah this is a year i could honestly i'm trying to you know stretch you it. yeah it's a bold take but i mean why not us? I mean, legitimately, the, the people say that every single year, but like literally, why not us? The NFC is wide absolute open, like you said it is. There's nobody
1: on the NFC side of things that I'm like, I'm shaking, you know, like, oh my right. God, no, I don't want to face these guys. Like the Cowboys offense, especially the Cowboys defense, can hold all these teams. There's nobody that's on this 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 path of of where I think this team can go that's gonna derail this. Now there's gonna be times where we probably get stomped out. Right. We probably get there's going to be a national TV game where the Cowboys lose by like 20. You know, and you're like, holy Jesus, like what is happening? Right. This Cowboys team has a chance to do something special because if and this is a big if if this Cowboys team is for whatever reason bought in to a Mike McCarthy situation, they're going to play for him. Like they're going to play for their coach because they hear it. Dak said it. We hear it. Right. So everybody hears that. Yeah, they're going to hear that. Mike McCarthy is the second highest odds to get fired. They're going to hear that crap, right? They're going to hear it and they're going to shove it right up our keisters. Okay. Cause I really do think that the Cowboys can make some noise this year. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, like, look, I'm not sitting here trying to be Nostradamus or Nostradamus. um, But like, you know, I I just don't, I just don't find it was a dad joke, by the way. Um, I just don't think that there's enough teams in the NFC that scare me this time around. And like, could could the 49ers take the next step because of Trey Lance yeah they're sure they could. none of neither not 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 one of us mentioned the 49ers to be oh yeah you did sorry i, I had them in my NFC championship. yeah, Champions. yeah I'm sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> well they're not they didn't win so <laughs> so what i'm saying is the teams could be had like those 49ers teams that could be a good team again right and and minnesota that game in minnesota might be one of those ones we look back and are like oh i can't believe we lost that game or oh i can't believe we just blew them out in minnesota this season, it's it's going to be long, and we're here for it. I know this this podcast in particular it kicks your week off every single week with either all three of us rejoicing or all three of us explaining why the Cowboys going to get it done. And just one more thought, based off of Tony, you you basically said like the Cowboys could have regressed. Like imagine the Cowboys regressing and having the same record as they had last year. Right. Like that's a nuts. That's a crazy thought. You know what I'm saying? And I said, I said, I think it was right before the draft or after the draft might've been, I I forget exactly when, but I said that the Cowboys team at that moment, and I still believe it right now is a better team than they were when they were in San Francisco playing that game in Dallas. I I think, I think that wholeheartedly there's players on that team that I, I just wasn't a fan of. There's players on that team that may have just been You know, guys in a locker room, you just don't want to, I don't know, you don't want to associate with anymore. There's not a good mesh of guys when it comes to that team, no matter how good they looked at certain times last year. Because remember, post buy, everything looked bleak, right? And then, like, we go into that San Francisco game. Nobody's really feeling confident, and there we were. got punched in the mouth, KO. You know what I'm saying? The season's over. And again, after that, after that loss to San Fran, we were all sitting there like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to let this team do this to me again, (laughs) right? And guess what? We're right back to where we were like the team could definitely do that to us again, but we'll see what happens. Aiden, some final thoughts about the 2022 Dallas Cowboys. their off season, their upcoming season. Anything you want to put a bow on this bad boy before we go and beat up on Tom Brady.
2: I mean, I'm going to let you guys end off the episode with your optimism. I would love it if I shared that same optimism. And if you guys are taking something, send those my way, because I'd love to I'd so love has, to has, be in this. Boat. I'm just, I'm just... users is what's happening here.
0: Right?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just like both y'all had the Cowboys in the FC Championship. I think that there's a very low probability they are in it. But I mean, like you guys said, the entire the season hasn't started yet. We have zero idea what's going to happen. So it's not like I'm going to say you guys are wrong.
1: Did you see the? Did you see Jimmy Garoppolo going to the NFC Championship game last year? <laughs> So crazy think- things can happen, Aiden. Crazy things can happen. Tony, your final thoughts, bro.
3: You know, I, I'm not really. I think we said it all. I think you said it eloquently the last 15, 20 minutes of this really kind of is exactly what I needed for this season. So I <laughs> thank you for that. You're I appreciate that. Now you want to run what, through a brick wall I guess <laughs> Exactly. I feel good, but where I'm going to end this episode is, boys. We've had thirty episodes since the season ended. We've had th- this is our thirtieth episode since thanks. Uh, excuse me, since Valentine's Day after the Super Bowl. No more. There's no more off season. This is it. We are back. We did our thirty. We did our bid. It's t- it's time for the season, and we're ready to rock, boys.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing plenty of bids, considering we're both on drugs now that we're gonna get caught, and it's <laughs> gonna be nuts. Um, look, you've heard my rant already, and I don't need to hear myself talk all over again. But the Dallas Cowboys have themselves a pretty good squad, and they have themselves a very good situation to be in, as far as the NFC is concerned. Um. It's all going to be reliant on Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, that offense. Let's see what they can dial up. They got some good defenses they're going to play in the first couple weeks of the season. They got a long, long season ahead of them. When you least expect it, good things happen. So, for Dave Sturcio, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, this has been another and final offseason episode of the 1st and 10 podcast. You can find us every Monday morning right back here win or loss uh we're just contracted to be here so we have to be here so there's no there's no taking off because we lost the game uh <laughs> next week i mean guys i know you feel this i mean maybe aid in a little less but like we're gonna be starting a podcast at 11 o'clock 11 30 at night i'm gonna be at my dad's house. i gotta drive home it's gonna be a mess but we'll get it done we'll figure it all out and we will see you guys next week with hopefully hopefully a 1-0 and dallas Cowboys star everybody pray uh beat tom brady Let's do it. <laughs>